on today. Yes, all right. I can't, I don't, I don't believe, at least in my own experience, that searching it, searching for it as a goal, or using the Buddha to seek the Buddha is going to work. I don't need to listen to Huang Po to know that. I know it, you know, because it's hap- it seemed to happen for quite a while. Because there's a, there's a missing of its pure subjectivity as you. Yeah. If it was an inch different than you, then you could know it. And if you thought, if I knew that little bit about me, it would lead to knowing all of me, but still you'd be captured by the the definition of you being other than it. You would only reach a level of knowing it when you're being it. They're two different, like, one's a trampoline with no bounce, and the other one's a trampoline with a lot of life to it. Being is being. You know what I mean? You'd have to motorize the, the bounce on a fucking knowing. Yeah, the knowing you hit, you don't get a bounce off of it. You just know. You know what I mean? But being is being. Verbing. Yeah, you get a hit on it, and it... So to know what you're not is basically the only tool knowing has here. Really, that actually will lead anywhere other than to more knowing. It will get to the point of not knowing... And then the being becomes obvious, yeah? Because you don't need to know a lot about what you're not. You just need to know quite a little because it just replicates and duplicates the same premise all day. It's claiming. Recognize its movements. You don't have to take every ounce of... You don't have to film a little bit of the ocean, see it on a large scale, the tides and the currents. So you see, the first movement of the mental state is to claim, so that whatever it claims, it uses the point to be the one. It can't come to the conclusion of being what it is. It has to be, it has to use activities to imply itself. Yeah? So it, it claims those activities, that's its basis, and then knowing it's not so, deeply, inherently knowing it's not so, it has to huff and puff quite a lot all day to keep implying, insinuating, inferring, presupposing that you're the non-existent thing. It cannot rest, because if it rests, if it's God's not up, the beingness leaks out. Yeah? It's uncontained. And it escapes. And then you have these free samples all fucking day that, that Jesus... It just sort of intimates or it implies what you are. The being what you are implies it. So you, if you need to get a second hit, because you have those two... You have those seeming two mirrors, or reflective natures of mind. There's, let's say, conditional mind, which has a reflective nature, and then mind, which has a reflective nature. Like they say in some Buddhism, the essence of mind is inherently empty. Its nature is reflective, and its manifestation is energy. So, here we are. So, the mental state, the conditional mind, has a reflective surface, but it's pointing out. It's projected a dream, and now 
it in this way the screen that we are sees projects the movie over there it bounces it back yeah there's a projection and then it's bounced back so you think you're really this is real and there's distance and there's this and there's all these figures yeah and that's what's being reflected all day you wake up you wake up and there's a room and there's a window and there's more outside the room and then there's depth there's a tree here and there's a tree there and a house there and there's depth and field of vision all this all it going on and it's reflecting and all the information bounces back to that yeah but on so but when it bounces back it doesn't it doesn't it's like the rock hits the pond and there would be that ripple of sense of presence but now the pond has a very thin like painting on it with you as a happy face so everything that comes back hits it and it registers what a recognition that I'm the one you see the the ripple just ripples over this very surface little identification and then you feel alive. Yeah? I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's tasting. I'm definitely the one who's thinking. All this, yeah? But all the while, there's another surface and there isn't another. You know, we're just using... <laughs> I'll get an email. There are no two surfaces. I know, I know. It's just a way of presenting something. So let's say the other, so on the other side of the mirror has the same quality as this side, yeah? But this side thinks there's a back and that's you. So basically everything that's seen is seen by you. Everything that's felt is felt by you. You don't realize this is a projection of mind. You're perceiving it as a reality. Like the Course says, projection first, then perception. We're on the second stage. We live as if the second stage is the first stage. That perception of a real world is the basis. But really, it's projection. Mind is dreaming. So mind dreams, and then this mental state, this conditional mind surface, picks up the dream, perceives it, and sees it as real. And then all of this reality is used to infer the reality of that which is seeing it. But that which is seeing it isn't you. It's just the reflective surface. At the same time, on the other side, which we think is us, on the other side is the exact same seeing, but now that seeing is looking into infinity and there's been no projection. It's not dreaming that way. Yeah? It's just mind in emptiness. Seeing. And so seeing, not hitting anything to be seen, goes on infinitely. All there is is seeing. It never comes to rest on an object because there is no object. It's just seeing. That's the thusness, yes? So there, it's just going at all times, every, because there's no time in infinity. It's just seeing. It isn't like, I've been seeing for so fucking long, I should be tired by now. It's not that. There's no time to gauge how long or short. It just is. So that is happening at the same time this seems to be happening. So this is the context, and this is sort of a contextual experience or expression, yes? But the context, the content could imply the context quite easily. And it does. In our conscious contact, obviously something is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. We can sense something, but the mental state says it's us as a body. So it neuters the constant evidence of what we are every day here by its activity. 
seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. We have we we our language assumes we're the one that's doing it. Our language assumes that I'm the feeler, I'm the taster, I'm the seer. It assumes it, and it not just doesn't even assume it, it, it reinforces it, intimates it, constantly duplicates it all day. So everything is constantly being tattooed with the idea of me, through the word my, or the feeling of my. So then, that's the movement of selfing, it, that it claims. So it takes activities, and it uses activities to imply a one. And it even takes the activity of consciousness to imply that you're conscious, that you're the one somehow doing it. Yet, the doing of it, because it's being, shows no thought or effort. Spirit isn't efforting to be spiritual. We're efforting to be spiritual. <laughs> All day, because our reality is based on we're not. But... The spirit isn't happening to be spiritual. It is spirit. Yeah, it's just being it. It's not doing it. It's being it. And in that being it, it has a certain sense that you can't get from when anything's being done. It has a different flavor. Yeah. It's not. You're not sweating over it. Yeah. It's not like when is this going to exhaust itself? It doesn't. Maybe this will get exhausted, but what's looking isn't getting exhausted. What's seeing, what's hearing, what's feeling. So the first movement is claiming. Recognize it, because if you recognize it after the claiming, you'll think it's you recognizing the claiming. After it's, gone, after it's claimed enough stuff, there'll be a feeling it's you, even when you, there'll be a claiming that you finally saw the, the burglar, that you saw what's been stealing your life. That isn't it. You suddenly don't become Inspector Moss, you know what I mean, and show up. It's not the case. There's just the seed. Yeah? So the first movement, and the only movement, is the claim. It's the biggest word in the whole language. It means more than any other word is my, in the English language. My de- declares an ownership a doership, a havership, yes? It's always implying that you, as this, have a huge role in whatever's going on. Why would something that had a huge role have to imply it has a huge role all day? It would just be having a huge role. But that which doesn't have a huge role has to imply it's having a huge role to seem like it's having a huge role. What is, isn't trying to impress anything it just is. But what isn't is constantly attempting to imply it is. How can it possibly do that? It has to claim all the fucking activities that are going on here to imply it's you. And even claim ones that are totally insane to be thought of having to be about you, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. So, all right, you see it now. You have an understanding, let's say. So, what what happens? You have an understanding. It's not vision, it's a view. But that view will help you when the heist is going on. Because maybe you'll get a couple of glimpses of it. And all you need is one glimpse, maybe no glimpse, or maybe 800 glimpses. But they're going to be afforded you because you are the all-seeing eye. You perceive everything else. 
You're it. Whatever reality that anything seems to express has been given to it by us through ignorance, in a sense. Yeah? So now, all right, this, this reflective thing is reflecting infinity. It's, it's so completely so, it doesn't look like it's doing a damn thing because what it's reflecting is always reflectable. Yes? It's looking at, it's seeing into emptiness so it never runs into anything. So it's just in its own fucking nature. And then here, the, there's a projection, a projection by mind dreaming. The mental state is meant to perceive it as if it's so. And then when it does, for it to have the story of you be complete, it has to use everything that's seemingly being projected to imply that you're the one. So suddenly, now the mental state develops more than all the other gates, and it's all about you all day. It's going over what you did, it's going over what you didn't do. It's going over what they did. It's going over what you wish they would have done. It's going over and over and over and over. You become a constant topic of mental conversation with no end to it. It's not like running. So you run and then you get to a place where you stop running. When do you stop thinking? When does the mental state stop thinking? It goes over things. It's like a, a huge open-ended forensic unit. It's constantly grooming past scenes of crimes to see, you know, why? You wouldn't do it for anyone else. You have to see all of its oomph is you. The idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's it. There's no other key that needs to be unlocked. When you recognize you may not, just humbly, suspiciously, curiously, you start going, well, me, what, what, you know? And then suddenly, without knowing it, you're subscribing to a new radio station, which is Clear Channel, not Unclear Channel, with your little flagship Paul, but Clear Channel. That clear channel starts informing you you're on to something. And then you see the results. You start traveling lighter with no effort. You did not say, I have a month-long plan of how I'm going to travel lighter. You'd get heavy about that plan. That's what the mental state would do, doesn't it? Your plans of lightness are ways the mental state gets heavy. I've seen it. I've seen it people who are buying their fourth house. You would think, obviously, they're not fulfilling an instinct. They have three other houses. They don't need shelter. But the house that's, that's implying security is making them very anxious right now while they're entertaining about the house. It's, a, it's producing the exact opposite effects that it, that it represents the end of. When I get that house, everything will be cool. But the house now becomes a topic of uncoolness all day. Just like in the word enlightenment and awakening. Just look at what's happened at talks like this. Enlightenment has driven people fucking crazy. It would have been better if they never heard it. And awakening is more, more volatile. Because at least you're not in the highest level of enlightenment. In awakening, there's a possibility you can lose it. Where? Do you, where? How do you... But you lose awakening. What you seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching before you awaken, you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching after you're waking, that's the base of awakening. 
<laughs> you haven't lost fucking anything. <laughs> How could you? And if you did, when you die, you're not going to be thinking you lost anything because there's not going to be any thoughts. There aren't thoughts without a body. You're not going to be having thoughts as a spirit. So if you recognize, if you have a clear, simple understanding, it becomes a new base, and it's sort of like you'll get hit more frequently, basically. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when the spiritual rain will find you, and you'll feel wet. And when you feel wet, it'll be obvious. I'm telling you, it always does the same thing. Once you feel wet, you realize you've always been wet. You've never not been wet. That's what happens. Now, you can seem to forget that, but the next time you hit wet, it reveals the exact same thing. You've been always wet. (laughs) You've never not been wet. And so, okay, wow, it's such a relaxing... And then maybe you think you lose it again, and it hits you. Oh, you've always been wet. Yeah. After a while, you see <laughs> what what moves isn't you. Yeah, is a mental state moves. We're so seemingly aligned with it movements. As soon as it moves, we think our flag is set. So we think we lose things that we can never lose. We think we get things that we can never get. We think this could happen. That happen. not not from what we are, but from a mental state. The mental state goes this way, and immediately it sets up your base camp, and it's Paul. Paul, now Paul just got it somehow, and then Paul's here, and here he was at the awakening, which he wasn't, but for that to seem to be so, suddenly Paul was at the awakening, and now Paul goes, how did I get, how did I end up here? How did I lose the awakening? I've only always ever wanted was the awakening. How could, you didn't. It's just, your, ment- your interest and attention, still wedded to the thing that represents you, went there. That doesn't mean you go there. Your interest and attention is habitually still wedded to the idea of you being you. Yes? So when the you that you're not moves, it goes there. And when it goes there, that's in a way signals, I'm not. That's where I am. I must have had moved. But you haven't moved at all. What you are doesn't move. The interest and attention is still defined in a lot of ways by duality. If you're interested in attention into one thing, you'll seem to forget the other thing. You can't rely on interest and attention. You have to rely on what's so. The awareness, the basic awareness, which has never blinked and never moved. Now, there's going to be tons of movements in our little mental sphere, but they do not imply that we ever move. They imply it constantly, but they cannot produce an effect unless you believe it. You're the only cause here. You're going to feel, your head's going to tell you you feel like tons of things today. You're going to feel like shit at 9 in the morning. 9.05, you'll feel great. 9.15, it'll be an earth-shattering event. There's got to be a little bit of suspicion when things can seem so volatile. And yet, there's one stability always demonstrating in all that. There was a seeing that precluded everything. How would you know you moved unless there was seeing? 
how would you know you seemingly moved unless there was seeing? See, the mental logic cannot surround this. It can't. It can't figure it out. It can't know it. It doesn't get it. It doesn't really get it. The only way, see, because it's limited, it's defined by the system it's looking from. That's the only way it can understand anything. And that system is failed. You can't use the methodology of knowing something and apply it to what you are because you are that which you would like to know. It will fail every time. The only way we can know ourselves is in the being of ourselves. And the being is ever, ever presently being demonstrated by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. By actually what's, do, what's happening in that. What's allowing seeing, what's allowing feeling, what's allowing tasting. And has that demonstrated any effort in your life, ever? Has it ever needed to be thought about? Did you have to make a decision that you were going to see today? That's the flavor of what we are. No thought of effort. It has a different feeling than what has to seem to be by being thought about. It's a total different modality. They're both being offered. One, you can get lose a taste for, and in that losing the taste for, the other one will become pronounced. And that other one is what you are. And so once it starts becoming pronounced, that fear of losing what you thought you had will go. That fear, fear of having to be always ever presently vigilant will be dismissed. You won't be trying to concentrate the sunlight. You'll live in its dispersal. Yeah, you'll be it. You'll be that that space. You won't be living in it. You'll be that dispersed light. Yeah. And you see a whole lot more this way than this way. Soon as it goes this way, that's a form of looking. Seeing is dispersed. Yeah, seeing is big and bright and wide and open. It's taking everything in because it's not taking one thing in. Yeah. It's a different flavor. And if you get a taste of that flavor and you keep having more taste of that flavor, the mind will extend it. The mind will get it. The mind will get a flavor of its own, another modality. And as soon as it does, it kicks in and you'll be able to travel lighter here. And after the day is done, and after all the days are done, what more do you fucking want? But to travel lighter. That's the most important prize gift this could ever have, based on this giant moving sidewalk of time through a lot of degrees of difficulties. You know? <laughs> really, if you, saw, if you had really felt what it was going to be like, you would have gone for it. Yeah, I'll take that traveling lighter. <laughs> Forget the peak experiences. Forget the recognition. Just let me, just allow me. 
I know, I know, God, you can't change the destiny of this action figure, but hey, throw a little lightness on it. That would be more than enough. <laughs> really. After all the years, I'm telling you, that's the most valuable gift in manifestation is traveling lighter. Not jumping over mountains, but realizing you don't have to even climb over it. <laughs> Let the mountain be. You're just not packing up for a trip. <laughs> Whatever you can find on the other side of the mountain is found on this side of the mountain. <laughs> the lessons of being are immediate and they're always right where you are with no tuition <laughs> no school books <laughs> you already paid the tuition <laughs> So if you can recognize what you're not, I'll tell you, it'll go a long way. Much more, much longer way than trying to find out, you know, trying to recognize what you are. Just recognize what you're not. Yeah? And, that, and recognizing what you're not is seeing the faculties, the activities that, are being, that have been claimed and are being used to point to the sense of self. Yeah? That's it. You're not going to see what you're not. There's just activities that imply it. You'll never see what you're not because there's nothing there. But you'll see the activities and how they are used to imply it. And you'll see that you make the leap. It's mind itself that buys the story. The mind itself has the only ability to make a holographic image of itself in its own head. The mental state cannot do that. All it can do is point at infer, imply, insinuate, presuppose, and then the mind itself makes the leap into taking itself to be a body for a period of time. Yes. It's an impossibility, but it can seem to be so to it here. See, if everything is seemingly so, then there's got to be, well, it's not a something, but there's something that it's seemingly so for. Seemingly so has an incredible ingredient. It has to appear to be seemingly so to something. Yeah? I would say all the seemingly so comes from something that's not so seemingly appearing to be so to what is so. And I would say that's our pseudo-assignments. We are what is so. How could you not? One example of it points right exactly at what you are. What could, how could the worst possible thing in your life suddenly after a few years be the best possible thing in your life? How could that view that's so extreme change so dramatically? And how did it change? Did the worst thing turn into the best thing? Of course not. You're seeing it differently. So obviously, through seeing the best thing, it realizes obviously there wasn't a worse thing. And if there wasn't a worse thing, there wasn't a best thing. There was neither. There was just you. There's tons of examples like that. You only need is one. It doesn't it point to your role here? That you and I give everything all the meaning it has. We're the dreaming of this dream. Was, was that download in the Course of Miracles so or not so? Isn't that what it's implying? 
that there is no reality unless it appears to be real to us. So I would say us is the reality. How could something unreal appear to be real? It would have to appear to be real to what's real. Yeah? The reality would have to be lent. You couldn't buy it off a pawnbroker. They don't have reality. Nothing has reality. Nothing has reality. No thing has reality. It's being lent reality by us. Yeah? Now, in my mental state, I want to argue with how things are. But on that level, it's exactly how it is. The dreaming is perfect as a dream. And it's actually cool because then the reality can dream itself out of the dream. It just it, it uses dreamlike events to dream itself out of it. Instead of using dreamlike events to dream it more into the dream, it now shift the game around and now it's using things here to dream itself out of the dream. Where a lot of times it was using things here to dream itself into the dream. That's a huge upgrade. That's the traveling lighter. When the mind has made that turn, and now it's using the dream to dream itself out of the dream, instead of using the dream to dream itself into the dream, that's traveling lighter. That's the stabilization of traveling lighter. That's its effects. And then you know the tree by its fruits. And then you feel like love and gratitude, because something... It feels like you're being loved here, even against your will. The mental state wants to drag its feet and doesn't want to do this, but it's it's caught in a fucking wave. It can't fight, so it just suddenly it finally submits in a sense, begrudgingly, and now it just goes along with the wave instead of struggling with the wave. Like anyone who's ever been in the water, when you have a wipeout, if you go when you're on the water, you're struggling, you're fucked. You gotta just totally let go to a power greater than yourself. That's the that's the only appropriate response when a power greater than yourself has exhibited its greater power is fucking surrender. That's the only way you make it. <laughs> that to me, that's the highest form the mental state can arrive at, which is surrender. Surrender the sense of being the leader, the doer. Surrender the idea of playing God and then be led and be directed and allow God to play God. It's doing it anyway. It's just nice for you to comply with it. It's what's because you can't argue with reality, as you well know. You always lose, eh? <laughs> so, see, you know, we're all seeing today. What, what, is it any different than last Saturday? Is the seeing different at 9.30 and now 11.30, whatever time it is? Has it changed? Isn't it the most constant, most even keel, most totally authentically it that there is available to us as an experience? Why would you want to go out there looking for that when it's right here? You can drop into that instead of trying to find 
its replication or of its substitutions out here, why not see? Obviously, it's not just defined by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. If there was 30 sense doors, there'd be 30 sense experiences. I would think it's much larger than seeing, feeling, tasting, touching. But if that if that's where you can seemingly meet it as it, why not go? At least have a little attention on it, feel it, like as that's your base, isn't it? Isn't it your base? Last night you were seeing seemingly. And then there was a great vacation from you. And then you wake up and you're seemingly seeing again. You know, that's the same storyline. Yeah. Now you were gone, but was the seeing gone? <laughs> ah! Well, if this, I was gone, but now I continue. And that which was there when I wasn't there, let's say, is the seeing. I would say, maybe I'm the seeing. <laughs> Not which... <laughs> not which stops and then continues. Well, I must be that which always is. Why? Well, you know, it's obvious. Eh? It's a flavor. You know? Get a little taste, like in the back of your mouth, like a tartness or something, and just suck it. Go there. That's what you want, yeah, isn't it? You know, you, you hear the road, right? No effort is there. That, the crow. Did the, the, the crow have to inform us that it was a very important crow for us to hear it? No. Basically, life goes on with no gates, no security, no toll booths. Just, just like pure, like, clear perception. Just perceive the sound. Always, all day. And then that isn't enough. There's got to be all this that we add on to it. But isn't that the beauty of it? The incessant onness? Isn't that more than enough? Just to sense that? And it doesn't even t- it doesn't even have to make you absent. Yeah, by recognizing that you're not so, the presence is always including everything. Yeah, it would just it would just become a, a tiny little shift would occur. Your starting point would be at the conscious level instead of the mental interpretive level. You wouldn't be starting as an afterthought you'd be starting at watch allows all thoughts to be noticed, yeah? A simple little move. And actually, it's not even a move, because this never happened, yeah? But it's just, if you recognize what you're not, which keeps you seemingly located there as the reference, then it's, it doesn't even move, it just this becomes, it was always there. That's the basis of living, is conscious contact. Now you're on the pulse of life, yeah? And that pulse is constantly available. 
So all the wild shenanigans that could arise and stuff like that, just have right there. You, you're right back. You take your own fucking temperature in a sense. It gives you a reliability you can't get out here. They're not going to, temples aren't always going to be open. Your beloved teacher isn't always going to give the talk. This is what's always reliable at all times with no requirement necessary. Our own inherent state demonstrating itself. Why would you want to turn seeing on seeing than just being seen? Why would you want to know if the possibility to be is available? Why? The only reason we would take knowing would be the presumption that we're something already. Yeah? If we're not that, being, there would be, there would never even be a discussion, you know? You'd be like, oh, yes, let's say you're going to go to a horse to ride a horse, and they present a dead horse and a live horse. There'd really be no discussion. Now, I'll take the live horse, obviously. This isn't going anywhere. You know what I mean? That's sort of like knowing and being. You know what I mean? Do I want to know fucking something? <laughs> and how many somethings do have I known already? And really, what has it really done for me? Or, or oh, just by chance, could I be something? But how could I ever afford that possibility if I think I'm being something already? It precludes that possibility. And if the being is dead, it's going to want to get on the dead horse. That's its idea of movement. There's a reference, there's a strong feeling, you're it. So there's no room for another being. You know? We want, we want accomplices and helpers like angels and gods, but we're going to play God with all the angels and gods. We believe we're being this. And therefore, it precludes us recognizing that we're being anything else. So the true being has become a topic of knowledge for this. That's the whole point. That's why all, so many of them point right to the identification as a body, as being it. That's the obscuring veil. That's the curtain. That's the demarcation. They're all imaginary, but that's it. It's a false reference and everything starting and ending there in the mental story. And in that state, just like when I was using drugs and alcohol, and I got introduced to recovery, they presented, I realized when I finally saw that selfing was a foreign installment, it was a fucking parasitical movement, it was other than me, all that while before that, all the only way I could entertain freedom was trying to be free as that, as the body. The only way I could entertain love was trying to get or give love as a body. Yeah. Suddenly, it was shown to me that I was not that. And as soon as that became obvious, the next thing that dawned on me, which was always available at all times, except for this obscuring, was I could be free from it. As soon as I saw it as not me, immediately the possibility of truly being free occurred because it's from. It's not for, through, as, or by. The same thing with knowing and being. 
freedom isn't knowing. Freedom is being. Being is it. And being supports and reinforces and refeeds itself. Just the being circulates itself. It's the highest form of quote-unquote spiritual maintenance is to be a spiritual condition. Not to know a spiritual condition, but to be a spiritual condition. And not to know other spiritual conditions in the past, but to be a spiritual condition now. It's different. It has a different flavor. Knowing it gives you a mental assurance. Being it puts this whole realm into I don't knowness, man. You know, you you just know it's a failed fucking GPS. You're clear on that. You you know that thoughts are not gonna. Thoughts are always about something. They never. They're like they're, they're not smart bombs. They're not precision surgical strikes. They're about shit. Yeah, very vague, very biased, and so they. Re- <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking about life, you've just put a murkiness on it, man. It's like a fucking smear. <laughs> but, but, but there's other knowledges. The knowledge that there is no need for knowledge. That's a knowledge. Yeah. What's going to be relied upon? Knowledge? Isn't understandings leave you when the most the point you need them the most you forget? I've seen so many people read books on relationships and they always get into this little trouble and at the t- and they've read like eight of them and just when they get to that point where that you insert the understanding that those eight books give you the old reliable comes out and you fuck everything up. You know what I mean? Where where was the value of all that knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> when you most needed it, it didn't seem to be available. But that's not the case with being. It isn't the case with being. It's always available at all times, right where you are. It doesn't have to be thought about. It doesn't have to be recollected. It doesn't have to be remembered. None of it. It doesn't need any, it doesn't need any triggers to be available. Now, I'm a pragmatic drug user. I was. That's why I like shooting coke. Because it's much faster than snorting it and smoking it. I just wanted to hit right away. Same way here. Knowing to me is like, you know, fucking... (laughs) Snorting coke. Being... (laughs) It's a bad bad example, but... It works for me intimately because I know what it was like. It means it makes a lot of sense to me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Being was a different beast than knowing. So, yeah, that's all. See? I love what you guys. I do. I, I've grown to have a warmness for everybody, and you know, I just want to see you travel lighter. And I'm just following the cues that download through me. You know, I trust it. Have faith in its relevance and and I have faith in mind. I don't think we need a whole lot. I really don't. I don't think we need intensives or retreats. If we want to go on vacation together, that would be great, but we don't have to be pouring over this, you know. I really think it has more of a sustainability when you're not paying that much attention to it. It's the mental state. I really do. Because the mental state wants to turn it into a topic. It does. Yeah? 
So we do this satsang. Now they go on for all day, which is great. Just sit around, hang out, you know, have some explosions. And that's what people want anyway, you know. People want to go on a laughing jag or they don't want to. But then that happens. Why would you want to piss on that? That's the parade you've been waiting for. So time, man, you know. When the selfing breaks down, it's hilarious. Really. It's, it's, fucking, it's like a paper dike. You're trying to keep an imaginary sea back. You know, it's fantastic when it collapses. You know? <laughs> so I loved about the course. I laughed constantly as soon as I got introduced to it. I just laughed for hours. Because the whole house of cards was revealed. And then I, I saw the foundation. It was me. <laughs> I was the joker card holding the whole deck together. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and therefore I wasn't. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Let's get on.